The Bucks are about bringing people together. Whether you're a Tampa native or a new arrival, whatever your background or beliefs, there's a place for you in our crew. We believe in the values of football. We believe in hard-fought competition with the heartfelt handshake afterwards. We believe in wreaking havoc and then sharing the spoils of the We give no quarter in battle, and we leave no one behind. Our symbol is our flag. It's the thing that we rally around. And when we raise that flag, we know it's game time. It's time to leave all the problems of the real world behind and skate together. Together, we can weather every storm. Together, we are a crew. And together, we are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Leroy's after him. Sacked by Gerald McCoy. And Williams fires over the middle of Giles. Open 40. It's a foot race. O.J. Howard touchdown Tampa Bay. I'll start up the gut. He goes to the end zone. Inside the 2-1. Touchdown Tampa Bay. That's intercepted. And the 10. Going coast to coast. Our free turn. One touchdown. Red Rye. Yeah, those are the best. That's intercepted. And the 40. Jerry Brooks 30. One Alexander. We'll take it to the house. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I am James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JYarko underscore Bucks, and at DH82 underscore Bucks. Well, David, this is it. It's our last podcast before the first game of the regular season as the Bucks take on the New Orleans Saints. The way we're going to approach this episode, we've already kind of done a game preview uh, with the host of Locked on Saints, Ross Jackson. If you would like to hear that, I encourage you to go listen to Wednesday's episode. Every Wednesday, we are going to feature the host of whichever podcast it is that covers the team that the Buccaneers are facing. We're going to kind of do a, a major preview there. On today's episode, David, we got a couple of voicemails so that people can get entered into that contest to win the Quan Alexander jersey. And they had some questions for us. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to tackle those. And then to kind of round out your and my preview, we are going to give our predictive offensive and defensive players of the game and recap our score predictions. How's that sound for you, buddy? Uh, it sounds amazing. I mean, we've had a great time during the offseason, the preseason, you know, talking with the guests that we've had on and, and interacting with our listeners. But it, it feels so great to know that the next time we record, we're going to have real football that counts uh, in the win-loss column. So just ready to get it going and, and ready to get uh, get moving in the season and see what happens. All right. Well, David, let's go ahead and tackle a couple of these voicemail questions and get these names written down to be entered in to win that delicious autographed Quan Alexander jersey. All right? Sounds good. Hey, James. Hey, David. Uh, California. Buccaneers fan here, Alex, calling from uh, the Bay Area, San Jose. I just wanted to know, when do you think we're going to really write this ship? No pun intended. Um, I've been a Bucks fan since before their 2003 championship season. And, I mean, it just kind of seems like every season when we finally pick things up, I remember the Josh Freeman years. Uh, it's it, you know, right when we're about to go nine and seven, you know, that one year when we went 10 and six, 
um, right before we kind of make that leap into, you know, contenders or just playoff, you know, uh, hopefuls, we always take the giant step back, you know, whether that's because of organizational failures or, you know, players kind of not stepping up at the right time. Uh, I just really want to know kind of your thoughts about, you know, when we're actually going to get everything going in the right direction. I mean, our offense has looked the best I've, I've ever seen it. I mean, we're stacked. We got Mike Evans, OJ Howard's prime for a breakout year. Um, Cameron Braid is so underrated. We still got Deshaun Jackson. I am a Chris Godwin believer. I'm just wondering, you know, when we're actually going to all pull this together. Uh, is Jameis Winston the quarterback for the future? Are, you know, these questions that are going to get answered throughout the season? I'd just love to hear your thoughts and go Bucks. All right. Well, I mean, that one's <clears throat> that was a pretty loaded question. We could probably fill entire weeks worth of episodes <laughs> dissecting that. But I got to say, I, I have to believe that it's right around the corner. And I know that we we believed that for years about the Buccaneers. And and as he said, you know, every time it looks like they're about to kind of break through, they have a, a giant setback. Um, but the talent is there. And I've said on this show, I've said on BucksNation.com. I said numerous times now that if if the Buccaneers can't put it together this year, even with the Winston suspension, I have to believe that it's a coaching problem, not a talent problem. I mean, on paper, this roster is every bit as talented, if not more so overall, than the roster that they had when they won the Super Bowl. And I know that may be a little blasphemous. I mean, no, I'm not saying that they have – um, you know, multiple Hall of Famers on on the defensive side of the ball. But when you take into account how average the offensive players were and you take into account now the explosive <clears throat> offensive potential that they have, as well as the talent on defense, if coached properly, and this talent, th- this roster is one of the most talented that I've seen in years. Oh, yeah, the, the roster is definitely uh, is, is stacked very well. I would I would fall a little bit short of loaded. I mean, I think the offense, like he like he said, the offense is loaded. Um, the defense, I think, still has some work to do. I think that uh, a lot of the the right pieces are there. And I've, uh, we we talked about this last season. You know, I think if if you really want to look at at a team and gauge whether or not they're really going to be set up for success as far as pursuing the postseason, you really have to see does this team have a stud? You know, at, at every level and and. Uh, the, the the term stud is is almost as relative as the term franchise quarterback, right? Like you can you can have a stud quarterback who's not Tom Brady, um, depending on your system and your franchise and what you need out of that guy. So when when you look at the Buccaneers, you know there are studs on the offensive line. Obviously, the wide receiver group, the tight end group is filled with them. Uh, the running running back group, I mean that's that's going to be a question mark. You know, is is Rojo going to become what uh, all the Buccaneers fans hoped he would become uh, when he was drafted? Is Peyton Barber going to pan out to be a really good starting running back. I mean, we all have hopes and, and we've seen some good things uh, from Barber and, you know, Sean Wilson is, you know, if his, if his preseason uh, performance translates to regular season perform or uh, success, then, you know, that's going to be a big plus. And then you go to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I mean, JPP, I know he's had some, some criticisms and all that. Vinnie Curry, you know, is, is getting a little bit uh, long in the tooth, you know, relatively speaking and, and all that, but I mean, they're, they're still studs in my book, you know, any day. Uh, Gerald McCoy is obviously a stud. Um, the linebackers speak for themselves, cornerback and secondary and, and safety position. That's kind of, that's kind of where we have some question marks. Uh, you know, Chris Conte, I'm not on the, the cut Chris Conte boat. Um, however, I'm also not on the, 
uh, Justin Evans is a is a stud quite yet. I think he's a stud in the making, you know. But studs reveal themselves every year. You know, I don't remember this time last year the Philadelphia Eagles being a popular pick uh, to to win the Super Bowl. And if you look at the the Eagles roster versus the Buccaneers roster this year, uh, there's a lot of similar questions. You know, I mean, there were questions last year on whether or not Carson Wentz was going to take that step forward and and kind of show that he could lead a franchise. Jameis Winston's in that same boat. Uh, questions surrounding the running back position for the Eagles. Buccaneers are in the same boat. The defense, I mean, uh, I, I don't remember all my, my fantasy drafts last year, but I don't remember the Eagles being a, a hot, t- hot item on the uh, defensive market there at the beginning of the year. So, I mean, um, you know, the, the league is, is not built for dynasties. That's why dynasties are so rare, and that's why dynasties are so exciting when they happen for their fan base. You know, but uh, there, there's a reason that there's just not every team is, is dynastic, right? Um, I think the ship is on the right course. Uh, as far as, you know, to answer the specific question, when is this ship going to be righted? I think the ship is on the right course. I'm not saying we're about to dock into, you know, championshipville, uh, but I think that the path is being charted. And, and I agree with you. We said this last year when Jason Light was brought back or uh, re-signed or retained a little bit earlier than the coaching staff was. The, the, the roster talent is not an issue. I got Roberto Aguayo. Yeah, Noah Spence is not looking good right now. I get it, but you show me a GM that doesn't have uh, red marks on their on their rosters or on their history. You know, I mean, I got it. Not every GM trades up for a second round kicker. Okay, like I, I got that right. So that's a big one. I got it. It's a very unique one. So it's kind of a it's kind of a a bright spot on Jason Light's record. But you can't deny the talent on the team. And so yeah, I'm, I'm with you all the way. If this, if this team can't put it together then it's, it's a coaching problem. And I'll tell you, um, if Dirk Cutter uh, does take over play calling, which I'm pretty sure he's going to, um, and this offense doesn't get going uh, fairly quickly because they had some quick starts in the preseason. Uh, you know, so if, if Coach Cutter doesn't get his offense working pretty quickly here in the regular season, there's going to be a lot more noise this year than there was last year about uh, play calling. Yeah, I, I agree 100%, man. I, I think – at the end of the day, we the Buccaneers fans are are starving for a winner, and they see that they have the talent and the makeup of a winning team. It's just a matter of the execution. And something that you'll see on on BucksNation.com this morning is a, a new uh, dual column between uh, site manager Gil Arcia and myself called "Chasing the Booty." And uh, by the time you're listening to this, it's probably up. Um, And something that we talk about is Cutter retaining the play calling. And is it going to last all season? What, you know, what do we really think about it? Should Munkin be able to retain that job? And, and I think if things start going south early on, you may see Cutter give up that play calling so that he can work on managing other aspects of the game with as much success as Munkin had. Again, it was, it was preseason. So we all know that you can't, you know, chalk up preseason, you know, excellence to regular season. It doesn't always translate, but it is something that we may see happen if, uh, if things aren't working out too well early on. So David, let's go ahead and get to the next voicemail before we move on to our, uh, offensive and defensive predictive players of the game. Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, this is Jose Sanchez, 360 of St. Petersburg. And uh, my question is, who is the greatest 
Buccaneers free agent signing, in your opinion, of all time? You can give me one of the offense and defense or just greatest one, made greatest impact in Buccaneers history. Thanks a lot. Great question. Great question. Uh, Gil, or Gil, David, do you want to tackle that one first? Hmm. Greatest free agents. You know what, man? So, oh, I'm going to get so much heat for this. Joey Galloway is my favorite free agent signing in in Buccaneers history. I don't care. I don't care. Let me have it. I will not, even though I did have a Joey Galloway Buccaneers jersey. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, we've, we've talked we've talked a lot about – I don't really have, like, one – like, there's not one guy that really pops in my mind. But, I mean, we've talked extensively about, you know, the, the debate of Coach Gruden winning the Super Bowl with Coach Dungy's guys. And, and and you've mentioned it. I think you wrote about it for the Peter Plank. I'm pretty sure you're the one who wrote about it, where there was actually a good amount of turnover, especially at some key contributing positions oh, uh, between Coach Dungy's team and Coach Gruden's team. So, I mean – I, I mean, I don't want to, you know, I'm, listen, I'm going to get Ohio State hate for going with Joey Galloway, who is honestly my favorite free agent pickup of, of all time. Um, and I'm going to get a little bit of shade for taking the easy road out when I say everybody that he brought in to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> wow. Wow. That is that is the ultimate cop out. Grief. <laughs> all right. Well. I will say the best offensive free agent signing, in my opinion, didn't last very long with the Buccaneers, but I would say as far as the offense was concerned, he was the biggest key contributor. And I might get a little bit of hate for this because my personal favorite, like your personal favorite is Joey Galloway. My personal favorite is Joe Juravicious. But I think Keenan McCardell, Oh, is really the offensive piece that put them over the top. He took the pressure off Keyshawn Johnson. He dominated. Um, he, he scored two touchdowns in that Super Bowl. Now, granted, I don't believe they get to a Super Bowl without Joe Juravicious and what he brought to the team. Yeah. But as far as the contribution to the team for that entire season, uh, I would have to hand it to Keenan McCardell. And I would I would say on the defensive side of the ball, the best free agent signing that they ever made was Hardy Nickerson. And I don't think that's even debatable. Um, Hardy Nickerson brought in the the knowledge and the aura of knowing how to win. And he taught the team how to win. And he was a captain for this team for years, but he was the one that took Derek Brooks under his wing. He was the one that, that showed Warren Sapp and John Lynch what it meant to be a winner. And without Hardy Nickerson, I don't think this ship ever turns into the right direction. It, it They never would have become the playoff contenders that they did. And, and Hardy Nickerson is such a vitally overlooked piece of that defense during the Dungy years. And this was when free agency was new. I mean, he was a Pittsburgh Steeler. He left the Pittsburgh Steelers to join the lowly creamsicle Buccaneers. And to me, uh, that can never be understated the, what he meant to this organization. Yeah, that definitely good choices. I mean, Joe Jervis was on top of my list, so I'm glad you mentioned him there. Um, yeah, I can't argue with anything. You said I definitely went directly to the Super Bowl team, though, for for my own, for my oh, own absolutely, selfish, for my own selfish reasons. Uh, you know, uh, you and your Buckeyes. <laughs> Who do the Buckeyes have on on Saturday? Uh, yeah, they have a team that they're going to beat. Well, it's probably, you, it's probably Illinois. 
They don't play Illinois this year. Is TCU this Saturday or is that next Saturday? I honestly don't know at the at the current moment. Well, either way, I'm going to head over to my bookie and I'm going to take whoever they're playing with the points because that's <laughs> just how I roll. Because the truth is, I don't know who's going to win. But if our listeners think that they know, then they have to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. You lay down some cash, and you win big today. Look, David and I would only recommend a service to our listeners that have been good to us, and that's why we're urging everybody to make their way over to my bookie. You win they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Look, you join now and my bookie is going to match your deposit dollar for dollar. All you have to do is use the promo code locked on to activate the offer. Visit my bookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code locked on L O C K E D O N when creating your account to claim your dollar for dollar bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. There's going to be a lot of bets on my bookie this weekend. College football started last week. We have the NFL kicking off. Um, they kicked off last night. Congratulations, Eagles, on a big win. Don't really know if that happened because we're recording before the game, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, hopefully they can <laughs> slap Atlanta around because that is obviously, as Buccaneers fans, what you want to see. But, David, let's talk about the Bucks and the Saints. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap up this episode, wrap up this week, game week, with our offensive and defensive predictive players of the game. And I'll, I'll give you the honors. You can, you can defer. You have won, you have won the toss. <laughs> you can take the first offensive player or you can, you know, opt to take the first defensive player and you can defer over to me. I will take the first offensive player. That's fine. Okay. Um, I'm going Peyton Barber. I mean, I said it uh, when we had Ross on. I think the, the Buccaneers running game is going to be the biggest uh, point of success or point of failure for the team uh, against New Orleans. And if it's going to be successful, Peyton Barber is going to have to be a part of that. So Peyton Barber's my guy. All right. And I'm going with, as you, again, you can see it on BucksNation.com. My X factor for the week is wide receiver Chris Godwin. With the way that the Saints have been able to contain Mike Evans, I mean, that's historically his worst performances have come against the New Orleans Saints, and he plays them twice a year. So that's saying something. You know, Sean Payton and his crew over there do a great job of really taking Mike Evans out of the game. Marshawn Lattimore is definitely going to want to shut down Mike Evans after what happened last year in New Orleans. He's going to be double teamed. He's going to have the coverages all over him. That's going to lead to one-on-one opportunities for Chris Godwin. And if the Bucs are going to stay in this game, if they're going to have a shot at winning this game, Chris Godwin, with the big body, the great hands, he has to take advantage of those one-on-one opportunities to be able to get the Bucs in scoring position. A lot of it's going to hinge on the defense, being able to contain Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara. I've said it over and over and over again on this podcast and in writing. But offensively, I think the key to the game is Chris Godwin being that reliable target that Ryan Fitzpatrick has because we know he's not a big fan of using the tight ends. So you're looking at Cameron Braid and O.J. Howard probably not having the best games. It's going to fall in the hands of Chris Godwin to be the guy to keep the Buccaneers' offense in this 
to possibly upset the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, I dig it. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that means I'm going first for defensive player of the game. Yeah. Uh, it has to be Gerald McCoy. Again, I cannot stress enough how important it is that this revamped defensive line is able to get after Drew Brees. If you can get Drew Brees under pressure, you have a chance. Ryan Fitzpatrick is not the quarterback that is going to go toe for toe and go score for score with the New Orleans Saints. It has to fall on the defense to be able to shut down the Saints offense and be able to keep this game manageable so that the off the Bucks offense can make something happen and steal this one away. Gerald McCoy has the best get off of any defensive lineman in the NFL bar none. It's incredible. His anticipation I don't know, David, if you've heard it or not, but Rick Stroud on on his game day Tampa Bay um, on his podcast, he he had an interview with McCoy, and McCoy went in depth into how much work he puts into that get off. It's not luck. It's not guessing. There is a ton of studying that he does to be able to do what he does on the field, and he has to get into that backfield with the quickness and blow up Alvin Kamara and allow Jason Pierre-Paul to come off the, the edge and get after Drew Brees. It all hinges on the defensive line if the Bucks have a shot in this game, and it starts with Gerald McCoy. Yeah, I mean, McCoy is definitely important, and I can't, I can't argue with anything you said there. Uh, so the guy I'm going to pick is it, – it's kind of a tie, okay, but I can't do that. I'm not going to cheat again. So I'm going to go with Chris Conte. And, and the reason is because Alvin Kamara. Hot take. Was that? I said hot take. No hot take. Uh, Alvin Kamara, like, he's going to get to the second and third levels of, of the Buccaneers defense. It's just, just going to happen at some point, right? Um, even if they can bottle him up for the most part, there's going to be one or two, you know. I mean, it's a good day, I think, if you can keep Alvin Kamara out of your second level, you know, more than five times in a game. Um, so eventually there's going to come a time where both Justin Evans and Chris are going to need to be relied on to, uh, make stops to keep, uh, the ball out of the end zone to keep, you know, Kamara from broke, breaking out a, a really big, a big game, turning a big game into a bigger game. Right. And then you got Michael Thomas. We talked about him. He's, he's got great route running ability. Uh, she's got, he's got more speed than most people realize. Uh, Traquan Smith is an up-and-comer for New Orleans, so he's going to be out there. Uh, Cameron Meredith, I know he had a rough preseason, but he's still got talent. Ted Ginn is out there. I mean, we know about we know the Saints have firepower. And at the end of the day, if the Buccaneers have any hope of containing the Saints offense to a reasonable amount for Ryan Fitzpatrick and the offense to be able to pull out this victory, it's going gonna, it's gonna to rely on the top coverage. That third level of defense is going to have to contain everything and keep everything in front of them, you know, to, to quote an old cliché. But the biggest thing is going to be angles, and we talked about this earlier in the preseason. If 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 Chris and Justin can't keep good angles on on Saints offensive players, then they're going to get by them. They're going to get around them. They're going to get uh, over them. However you want to put it, they're going to get into the end zone, and and it's not going to be a good day for the Bucks defense. So uh, that's that's where I'm looking. That's where my focus is uh, for this game for the defense. All right, well, just to recap, David, your predictive offensive player of the game is Peyton Barber. Your predictive defensive player of the game is going to be Chris Conti. I'm taking Chris Godwin and Gerald McCoy. Um, 
for you, for all of you listening over at BucksNation.com, we have our our season predictions listed where you know we pick the the over under on a lot of different topics, total tackles by Quan, Jameis Winston passing yards, uh Chandler can't kick and Zaro's field goal percentage. Can kick and Zaro. Oh, you stop it. <laughs> oh such a terrible take. I have I have a disclaimer real quick while while we have a break in the in the flow. Okay. So before someone comes at me or, you know, leaves a nasty voicemail or something, I understand that Joey Galloway was technically traded to the Buccaneers. However, if you remember, <laughs> go back, he had to negotiate a contract agreement with the Buccaneers before that. Therefore, I'm going to use my league exception. I don't know if that even exists and call that also a signing. So don't at me. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and veto. You're disqualified for picking an Ohio State <laughs> Buckeye under false pretenses. Man, I butchered that question. I'm sorry. I can't remember the name of the person submitted it, but I apologize. <laughs> so anyway, you can you can check out all of our season predictions over at BucksNation.com and send in your own. Remember, you can call into the voicemail and leave us your messages and get entered in to win that Quan Alexander jersey. Uh, the next episode that David and I are going to have is going to be the post game show airing on Monday. Send in your reactions to the game. Keep them clean. We are a family show. I know if things don't go the Bucks way, some of you get a little heated. I'm talking to you, chef. Just kidding. (laughs) We love you, chef. Um, but yeah, keep them clean. Send in your reactions to the game, send in your excitement, send in your despair, um, send in your questions and make sure that you're sending them by calling 813-444-5841. And we will play as many of those as humanly possible on the Monday episode because we want to hear your reactions to the game. And again, you hear your voice, you're entered in to win the autographed Quan Alexander jersey. Until then, make sure you're checking out everything going on over at BucksNation.com, unrivaled game coverage. We're going to have everything you can imagine coming at you regarding the game all weekend long at bucksnation.com and make sure you follow along on twitter at locked on bucks at jayarko underscore bucks and at dh82 underscore bucks hope you all have a wonderful safe enjoyable weekend for those of you making the trip out to new orleans get there safely represent the buccaneers well and we will talk to you on monday thanks so much for joining us right here at locked on bucks Pull up to the scene with my cylinder missing. Pull up to the scene with my cylinder missing. Pull up to the scene with my cylinder missing. Pull up to the scene with my cylinder missing. Put a finger up to my commodity. I'm different, yeah, I'm different. I'm different, yeah, I'm different. I'm different, yeah, I'm different. Pull up to the scene with my cylinder missing. Pull up to the scene, but my roof gone. When I leave the scene, but your boot gone. And I beat the like a new song, two chain, but I got me a few. Um, everything hot, skip lukewarm. Tell a shot to bust it over, I'm Luke on. Got a present for the present and a gift wrapping. I don't feel good, but my trigger happy. But the stripper happy, but they wish they had me. And I wish I would like a kitchen cabinet. And me and you are cut from a